You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is Dan Baer's interview with the director and co-writer for the Oscar-nominated film, Argentina 1985. La responsabilidad jerárquica es de las juntas. ¿Cómo demostramos que ellos sabían? Esta es nuestra oportunidad. Cuídate, Julio. Cuídate. Vas a meter preso a Videla. A todos los responsables. Lo único que te digo es que hay poco tiempo y solo no vas a poder. ¿En cuántos juicios estuviste? Ninguno. El 90% de los funcionarios de la justicia no quieren saber nada con este juicio. 99. Yo pienso que hay que buscar por otro lado, entonces. ¿Dónde? Chicos. Sí. ¿Y si los funcionarios de carrera no quieren? Entonces traemos a los que no tienen carrera. Necesitamos demostrar que fue un plan sistemático. Que fue a lo largo de todo el país y durante los gobiernos de los nueve comandantes. Todo el país desaparecieron personas. Ellos son los responsables. Acá se trata de lo que el país necesita. ¿De qué tenés miedo, Julio? De todo. De que todo esto es una trampa. De que les pase algo a ustedes. Se metieron en nuestra casa y tengo audiencia en una hora. Sí, Lo único que quiero saber, señor presidente, es si mi hija está viva o muerta. Lentamente, como para que no nos diéramos cuenta, una máquina de horror fue desatando su iniquidad sobre los desprevenidos y los inocentes. La historia... Welcome, everyone, to the Next Best Picture podcast, where we are talking with the director and co-writer of Argentina 1985, Santiago Mitre. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. <laughs> You're pronouncing it uh, not that bad. I, I, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> anyway, thank you for joining us, sir. Um, where where are you these days? I mean, what are you doing? I, I don't even know if I have <laughs> because I've been moving so much during the past month. Mm -hmm. that, uh, but now I'm in, I'm in New York. Fantastic. That's where I am as well. This film, Argentina 1985, largely a courtroom drama around the um, the trial of the Juntas in Argentina in the titular year. Something that I thought was so interesting in reading about the film was that you and your father and your grandfather were lawyers. Yes. Um, did, did you ever watch them in court? And did that influence your work on this film at all? No, I have to admit that it, it's even worse that they, they were lawyers who <laughs> did politics. They did not do trials. Uh, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> and my gra my great grandfather also. They, they all did oh, politics. Wow. Yeah. So uh, it's like I think the the poly the, the being a politician is the deceased uh, on on my family. Not, uh, not <laughs> yeah. 
did did you feel given your your family history as well as just the the national importance of this story did you feel a lot of pressure while making it I mean, yes, I did. It was it was difficult. I knew uh, that it's going to be a sensitive subject to bring to to Argentina, uh, to Argentinian audiences, and and that I needed to be very respect very respectful and very precise on the way uh, that we tell told the story. But at, but at the same time, it it needed to be like a, I, I, that I, that I, that I could use fiction to bring back this event to life. And what I mean, fiction. I don't mean to lie. I mean to use the tools that cinematic fiction use, like good characters, good storytelling, emotions, bring context to the to the trial, and to bring something else than what people could go and look in Wikipedia and learn about the trial, mm-hmm. and to bring like yeah the emotion of the of the of, of what the trial meant and the emotions. The, the good ones, the cathartic ones that were so so important, but also the the frighten uh, that that to to make this trial could uh, could bring uh, something well hopeful things to happen again, but uh, and also the bravery of the people who did the trial the trial. Mm-hmm. And this film, it's been very well received around the world. I'm curious what the reaction has been like uh, in your home country in Argentina from people who have seen it. In the film, the Argentinian populace seems very divided about even having the trial. Is is it still that way? Were people open to this film and what you were trying to say? The, the society in Argentina is super divided in, in political terms, but I think uh, there is a lot of hate uh, in the society for political issues and, uh, and 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 that has been growing a lot in the last in the last years. I think it's a problem that societies in many places of the world uh, we, we, that we are seeing that they have, they have the same problems that the hate and division it's growing so much in, in in every country. But in terms of this film, I think we succeeded on that. That people went to watch the film beside uh, the, their political opinions that could divide them and uh, and and to appreciate uh, well this is this 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 film which is a small event in, in if you compare it to the to the great process that uh, that building the democracy was and to do on doing this trial was so uh, we did not have uh, divisions on the almost did not have divisions on the on the way of the film was appreciated on its importance for the for the building of the of 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 the memory, which is so important to not commit again the same mistakes for a society, but also for the political values and the cinematic values. I have to be honest on that too; that it was very well appreciated, and, the, and it was like uh, the number one box office film for uh, for more than a month. Wow. Um, we we started uh, solo in theaters, but then in, in then it coexisted with Amazon, mm-hmm. with Prime Video. So so that both experiences were 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 at, were at the same time, and people was were still going to watch it in the cinema, while in Amazon was doing very good also at the same time. So mm-hmm. so we were very happy. Man, I mean, I'm very proud of that. I knew that the film could could work uh, could work well because it's. Uh, well, it's a subject that it was not very well remembered, and and society in Argentina needs <laughs> to reflect themselves uh, in in, uh, in 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 things that happened good for once. So, 
So, so yeah, I don't know if it was something that I was expecting, but it was a, a lot uh, better than what I expected. Well, it's also really good to hear that people were going to see it in theaters, even when it became available on Amazon. That yeah, that, that's the, I, I love that also because many people in in they they think like the, the there's like the sort of fight between cinema and and platforms, and it's not like that. I mean, there are two ex- different experiences that they can coexist, and people w- who like to go to to see films in the theater, they go to see films in the theater, and sometimes you don't want to see a film in the theater; you want to watch it in your house, and it's and it's there are different there are different things, and in Argentina that we don't have like these theaters in every city. It's also great to have a, a, a like a same time uh, release theaters, and because you are able to reach to places where there is no cinema. Uh, yeah. So, so it's so it's also so it's also it's also great, and I think it's something that we people from the industry we need to need to think and discuss and try to support. Like theaters are fundamental to build the, the cinematic experience, and platforms can help us to go everywhere in the in the less time possible. Yeah, it's great. Part of the great involvement of the film is the recreation of the period of 1984 1985 including you know recreations of and i think it was mixed in with actual television footage um for from the trials um can you talk about the process of recreating that footage and mixing what you shot with the actual trial footage Yes, yes. It, I mean, as I told you, that I did a, a very long process, uh, a very long process of research for for this uh, to to before I wrote the script. So uh, I've been watching the tapes from the trial. I watched the tapes, the hundreds of hours of taping of the trial, uh, not many times, but one time and and some parts many times, uh, which was uh, a painful experience. I have to admit. Yeah. Uh, because uh, what what people is telling for the first time in the trial was telling for the first time in the trial was was sometimes very difficult to watch and was it wasn't was very difficult not to cry and 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 there's one there was one characteristic of of, of the way it was broadcasted the the trial that we, you don't see the faces of the people who is uh, telling the the stories uh, their yeah. their testimony because it was a way of protecting the identity because many of the people who ran the repressive system were still free the people who could kidnapped and talk to them were still free so uh, at the moment it was something very brave to go and 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 give testimony in the trial greetings from evergreen podcasts we're rolling out a listener survey and we want to hear from you The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. So the way that the the judges decided to protect a little bit the process of the trial and the identity of the of the of the witnesses was to tape to not to allow cameras uh, uh, shooting the faces. 
So uh, during the, the, the whole process, when I watched and rewatched uh, the those those tapes, was I was only seeing necks of people talking. So I I, I understood with also with my DOP uh, Javier Julia that we that the, to to watch we need to bring that to to see that 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 was not possible to watch on the eighty five to watch the expressions or watch the face. So we when when we did our recreation, we we put the camera very near the faces. So that we can feel all the pain and the anger and the and the bravery that, uh, that to talk at that moment uh, meant, but at the same time, I mean, those were iconic images, and I and I and I, and I wanted to be very precise on the recreation. The the the, the words that I that are said during the testimonies are completely verbatim, uh, and the their transcripts uh, they don't they don't change a word of what 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 it was said by the by the witnesses. I wanted to work with this non-fiction idea, and and then when I was when we were about to shoot, I told the Javier that why did, why don't we bring also a Umari camera? A, the Umari camera was the one that was used during the tapings of the of the trial. So we had a Umari camera who that was building a, a sort of fake archive with our actors in the same camera positions that the trial was shot. So then we used the like uh, our shots mixed with these fake shots, well, fake archive shots that we did with, with our Umatic camera. So then we were able to go to the actual archive and use the some small documentary parts uh, during the during the editing, which but I think it brings, well, I mean, something great in, in terms of uh, the non-fiction approach that the film wants to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, are, you are seeing I mean, the recreation, but you're seeing the actual thing. And it's uh, well, and, and it's like uh, well, a, a traveling in time all the time that I that I that I think for me it was important to for for being the building the the truth of 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 the, of the recreation of this event. Yeah, did you have that feeling on set while you were shooting those scenes with the people involved? Did you feel the weight? of that moment especially since you're using the actual language that they used during the trial yes it was yeah. so painful <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I mean, I mean we were lucky that we were allowed to shoot in the real courtroom where everything happened so the yeah. so everything was very much uh the same or, or exact the same the same chairs were wow. probably the prosecutors were seated and the and the dictators were seated and the, or the witnesses were seated so so many times it was like uh, traveling back in time, and it was impossible not to be crying during the during the during the shooting, and, um, and not only to me, but all to the people in in the in the crew. Who it was a very moving and intense experience uh, uh, to 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 do those scenes, but also we were very lucky to be able to to shoot it and uh, and to shoot it in the way we did, like. Uh, a very precise and verbatim reconstruction of of what uh, the trial the trial was, and so we had like many moments during the trial which was were incredible. Like uh, when the um, the woman, the, the physician who is uh, telling the story about his childbirth in the in the police car, there was yeah. one who kept on crying and crying between the extras. He was kept on crying and crying. So and we did like I don't know. Too many shots, probably too many takes, oh. and 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 the, that man kept on crying and crying and crying, and some and some oh. the actress needed to rest a little bit or, or or to go to eat something or whatever, and the man went to her and he, he hugged her 
continue crying and told her he was uh, uh, he studied with the uh, with the with the real Adriana and he he thought he was like living be seeing her again in oh a way. Oh my gosh! So, so it was amazing. Of course, the actress was crying again, and I said, "Okay, let's of course. go." Of course, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> but uh, but also some other stuff. One of the actors who was playing the defendants of the military. Mm -hmm. He was kidnapped with his mother when he was 10 by the militaries. And now he was playing uh, like the defendant, one of the defendants of the military. So it was uh, for him, it was like, ah, painful and uh, yeah. moving. But at the thing, and I asked him and said, why did you accept it to do this role? You should not. You know, <laughs> you know for me, it was it's important to to do to do this film and to and to tell this story. So uh which represents me, of course, a lot. And, and he was, uh, yeah, I mean, I understand it, yeah. Of course. Besides, I, besides, I could see that sometimes it was very painful for him to watch one of the, some of the reenactments of the, of the, of the moments of the trial. can imagine. Mm -hmm. um, you know, at the end, saying that the sentences that these defendants received were disappointing is, I think, a bit of an understatement. And I'm wondering if you think that these sentences and other fallout that occurred after the trial affected how Argentinians view the dirty war and even these trials that you're depicting. I I, I spoke to to the people from the prosecutorial team mm -hmm. and the, to many people who are very involved in the trial and in the in the fighting for for this trial happened before the even the trial right. started. So they all uh, were yes disappointed with the uh, with the uh, with the first uh, uh, se sentence sentences. How do you say? Se con the, con yes, the, the sentencing or sentences. Yeah, the yeah, the sentencing. But uh, but one of them told me a story that I was that that actually it's it's what inspired the last scene that he was in in Chile at the moment when the when the sentencing appeared and uh, and Chile was still run by a dictatorship at the moment. So he was working. For the democracy to come back in in Chile, and uh, and the sentencing appeared, and he was like complaining and shouting, "Why could they do that? It's impossible that they not like." Uh, and and one of the Chilean people who were the, the human rights of organization told me, "What are you complaining? You put Videla into jail. That's a lot more than that we are being able to do." So this trial was the first step. I mean, we they they did not succeed completely. Because it was only one year of the of the of after the, the the dictatorship ended, the militaries were still powerful and and putting pressure on the trial. And the idea of another coup d'état could could happen. It was certainly true, but now on twenty twenty two or twenty twenty three, are we already? Yes, uh, the trial continue continue going, and most of those dictatorships died in jail, and we have more than a thousand. Uh, 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 convictions uh, on the on 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 cases of uh, human rights um, or less uh, how do you say like uh, well, crimes against humanity. Mm -hmm. uh, so I mean, it, it was the first step, step, and it's a great symbol, and it's something uh, that uh, that funded like a tradition injustice of 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 continue investigating this trial. Uh, so so I don't know. It's it's great that my country could could do that because not not all the countries who had dictatorships around the region did the same. And I think of course there, there are fascists everywhere who who didn't don't like that. 
because they 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 still think uh, the militaries were not so bad, but uh, it's a very luckily it's a very very small portion, and and people in Argentina respect and and appreciate the, the politic of uh, trial and investigation and and memory that my country has built in in regarding those these subjects. Well, I think that is a, a good place to leave it as we are approaching the the end of our our time here. Um, thank you so much, Santiago, for for speaking with us. And just before we go, you want to tell us what your your next project will be, if you know, or what you're working on. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, it, it, this 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 film was a a roller roller coaster. We released in 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 Venice in in September, late August, September. I don't even remember. And then we, I have been traveling and doing presentations everywhere. Uh, and then we we've been having good news and more good news, uh, like constantly. So I I cannot uh, get out of this film and and think uh, what to do next. Uh, and I, I don't I don't, I want to enjoy this last part. Uh, so, uh, so I will, uh, I will think a little bit, uh, I will enjoy this part and then I will have holidays and then I will start <laughs> what to do next. But, but I, but I'm, I'm very eager to go back to, to work and to, and to, well, to do another film or at least to start writing another film. Fantastic. Well, we'll all be looking forward to it again. Thank yeah. you so much, Santiago, for joining us and congratulations on all the success of the film and good luck thank in you your future. Much. Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening to Dan Bear's interview with the director and co-writer for Argentina 1985, Santiago Mietre, here on the Next Best Picture podcast. Argentina 1985 is nominated for an Academy Award for Best International Feature Film and is currently able to be viewed on Amazon Prime Video. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support, which you can also lend on over at Patreon. For $1 minimum a month, you'll get some exclusive podcast content from us. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and we shall see you all next time. This is Krista Makes, guitarist and vocalist for Less Than Jake, and host of Krista Makes a Podcast, a songwriting podcast where every week I'm joined by an amazing guest to break down the writing, recording, and release of one iconic song from their career. In our giant, evergreen back catalog of episodes, we've had rock legends such as Dee Snyder and Huey Lewis, punk rock favorites like Mark Hoppus, Fat Mike, and Brett Gurowitz, and up-and-coming artists of today, such as Liz Stokes of The Beths and Genesis Owusu. We've had guests from all genres and styles of music, and I guarantee that if you peruse our back catalog, you'll see several episodes that'll make you say, man, I gotta hear that. Whether you're a fan of music or a creator of music yourself, you'll take away a whole new appreciation for the songs you know and love. 
Chris Makes a Podcast is available for free on all the places you could possibly listen to podcasts. And new episodes come out every Monday.